and Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 837, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and in the studio with us this morning for the uh, first time in a little while. It's been, uh, what, three months, two, three months? Yeah, something like that. We have uh, Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. Part of the reason why we uh, hadn't talked in a little while had to do with uh, some of the drama Drama. that is going on with the Canyon County Commissioners. Um, So let's start things off there. Before we get into actual Canyon County business, Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about the drama and infighting uh, among the uh, commissioners and some of the uh, leadership. Two-thirds of the commissioners are new because uh, two of them lost their election. There are three county county commissioners. You'll be yes. up for election in 2024. Correct. Um, so you're the only thing that stays the same. Um, what are we uh, seeing now drama-wise? We're into the new year, the new commissioners. How are you guys playing together? Oh, you know what, Mike and Chris? I want to thank Canyon County voters. They did their job, and we have commissioners seated in office today that are vested, that understand the statute that governs county business, Title 31, Idaho statute, it's an amazing leadership team. I will tell you, you can be proud of what is coming to Canyon County. Our motto is that we are forward-thinking. We are going to look to the future. It's unfortunate what happened. Um, I feel a little bit like the actor on the news this morning got run over by a seven-ton snowplow. But I'm still here. I'm standing. Jer- We're good Jeremy to go Ritter. Forward. You feel like Jeremy Ritter. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you for that. And so but, well, all you can do, you know, the truth comes out. And, uh, you know, probably $100,000 in taxpayer money in a fruitless effort. Uh, you know, I'm not looking back. I'm looking at the great leadership team that's in place today. So that is what I'm here to report. And I'm very thankful. That's the big $50 million question how are we going to get along? I can tell you, it's great. Now, real quickly, when you said $100,000 in taxpayer money, what are you talking, that's how much money was spent on the investigation through all the stuff? Right. That's that's a an estimate. I don't have exact numbers, but that was and counting. And it's very unfortunate that that was where um, the focus was at. We're going to focus on productive issues in Kenyon County, funding a jail, that we're looking at that. We're looking at what to do um to get citizens involved on critical issues, things that, you know, were cited by not having that jail capacity. It's one of the poorest facilities in the state. So we will take a look at that and what really matters to citizens and not not the fray. Who are your new uh, commissioners and who's the chair? I am so happy you asked that question. Mm. So Brad Holton, longtime mayor of Greenleaf, 27 years in local government, He's got a great presence. He's been an entrepreneur, started his own business probably when he was three or four, but it's been running <laughs> since 1977. Zach Brooks is a franchise owner. He's self-employed. He studies politics and state statute and the Constitution as a hobby, so he's a great asset. So that team, you get people that understand how you're supposed to operate and what you have responsibility for, and you're going to get a dynamo in there. Uh, I actually made the motion to elect Brad Holton, as mayor, he had interest in that, and it's not that... Or chairman? I'm sorry, yes, as yeah. chairman. And so people ask me, well, why didn't you take the chairmanship? And here's my response. Anytime we're more concerned about position and power than we are productivity, there's a problem. So we committed to looking at what leadership uh, roles we would fill and who would be the best at that. I think he brings great things to county government, and it's nice to, um, I guess, just bring in a new dynamic. And I also made the motion to elect... 
uh, Zach Brooks is vice chair. So we are co-vice chairs. There's no commissioner left behind in this. This really is a journey of we government, not me government, which historically, I mean, when we've struggled with the bar as low as just getting people to come to work, right. that, that's a problem. What, if any, if, if you've had a chance to do this yet, I know we're still fairly new into the new year. What are the priorities that Canyon County commissioners are going to be looking at over the uh, next year? I mean, there's a lot of things that have been talked about over the last couple of years. You've got uh, water use, you've got growth, you have uh, farmland disappearing into, um, you know, getting new subdivisions in. And, and how do you do that? And still keep the the farmland that some some people want to keep. Uh, what are the priorities that you guys have identified that you're going to be working towards this year? Well, I think you're really intuitive. I think you ought to run for public office because you've hit no, no, you've hit no. on he, a lot of it. He lives in Canyon County. He's going to happen. Well, we're going to represent you well because those issues are significant issues. Property taxes, with the amount of spending that happened in this year's budget cycle, that's going to be a consideration. We're going to be evaluating that carefully. The comp plan that was passed, which is really at some level, a very unvetted, and there's some uh, procedural flaws in there that we're going to be looking at with our development services uh, director in that jail funding. And then something new I've been pitching for quite a while, open government. You get your voting record that would mirror the Idaho State Legislature. You would get attendance records. I've been lobbying for that. Were you there? Did you vote? What was your position? Is that something not shared right now? Uh, I have, yes, met a lot of resistance with just having that be as simple as that is in government. It's not been gained traction, and, it, and we're going to. I've been working with the newly appointed COO. Um, that, I felt like, should have been a decision of the current board, but yeah. that was passed last uh, by the previous board. We're going we're gonna to take that, and we are going to run with that because there's a lot of things that are not being done. If you look on the organizational chart for county commissioners, it is massive. This job is massive. He's been in the county for seven years, brings a lot of institutional knowledge, leadership, um, networking. He's worked in the AG's office. He's a uh, one of the best directors this we have. Is Greg Rast, right? Yes, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna grease the wheels at the commission level by putting somebody in place that can help coordinate. It's it's really organizational leadership is what we're talking about. So to get some assistance with assisting commissioners to get their job done, and then everything that's not getting done, I would encourage people go on there, look at what commissioners are responsible for. We're gonna get traction. How do you achieve more inclusion of the public? Well, people keep asking, are you going to reinstate the community input meetings? The answer is yes, but it's going to be rebranded. It will be more respectful of the public. Our uh, chairman has ideas on how he'd like to do that. We are tackling a lot of needs for policy and insurance and all of that. So we've, we've had some time in executive session because some of that needed to be an executive session. But the collaborative effort and the think tank that's there, Shark Tank's got nothing on this commission. We're <laughs> we're going great guns. So. Why did they Why did they do away with the citizen input committees? Once the two commissioners lost the primary, they canceled everything going forward. It was more contentious than anything else, and didn't show. Uh, in all due respect, it didn't show a lot of respect for the public. So these should be meetings. For instance, I've worked with Amy Bowman, the public information officer for the city of Nampa, and they put out a survey monkey that really query citizens, what do you want us to, to focus on? Where should your taxpayer dollars be sent? So we are tasking that and looking at what that would look like. And then just simply for marketing, get on social media. Let's talk about what Canyon County is doing right. Let's figure out where the obstacles and the breakpoints are, and our, our pain points, and let's get those worked out. So having leadership that shows up, it gets along, and is productive, 
you can make progress like that. That's in fairness to what people are paying us to do. And your online presence is improving. <laughs> Why, thank you, Chris. I really okay. appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> now, so. were you making a statement or asking a question, Chris? Uh, <laughs> both, both, actually. <laughs> well, let me know. You give me feedback, Chris. All right. I hope to be aspire to be as good as you and my car on the radio. Okay. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. Um, you mentioned property taxes, um, and especially looking where the state and the governor in the state of the state said that they, they hope to address property taxes at the legislative le- level. Property taxes, though, um, mainly done at a county and local level. What can you as commissioners do to help with property taxes in Canyon County? Such a great question. And if you listen to Mike Moyle beat the drum, that's what he's saying. I'm tired of the state getting blamed for local city and county issues. So is that entirely their fault? Not really. It's a joint partnership that has to exist. And I've been intentional on in trying to build those relationships. But what we can do that I have been uh, very persistent, we need to evaluate everything that we budget. We need to have one, three, five-year plans. We need to have staged approaches for our capital improvement plans. We need to be planning for those needs. And then um, the margin of we can't get the budgeting down to pennies, but we can have a contingency that the commissioners control and require that people do a, an excellent job in budgeting. That's one of the things I really like about our uh, chief officer, Rast, is that he maintains two screens of a 12-year history of his spending. He can get it down to 4 or 5%. If you ask him what they spent in a year, he can tell you, and by golly, he's got every item in that line balanced back to his budgeted amount. It's pretty impressive. He's going to be is, instrumental in helping us. Is he similar to the county as a city manager would be to a city? Um, he has no decision-making authority and no direct authority over, but he really functions just as a person, like I said, with a lot of institutional knowledge. If I guess if you watch Blue Bloods, and I do, but Garrett on there, the PIO that mm-hmm. assists and, and helps uh, leadership really keep their tail out from under the rocker. I right. would say that's a, a good description. He just He's a good leader. We're talking with uh, Kenny County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. We need to take a break, get a final check on traffic and weather. We've got more on the way. Don't go away. KBOI News Time is 847. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A few more minutes with Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek this morning talking about Canyon County business. Can we talk just for a moment about one of my big pet peeves now that I live in uh, Canyon County? Absolutely. Fire away. See if you can help out with this. Um, Before I lived in Canyon County, I moved there a couple years ago, I have never, ever stood in a line for any election more than just a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. In every single election since I have moved to Canyon County, it has been between one and two hours of standing in line. Why is it such a hassle at polling places in Canyon County when compared to polling places in Ada County? It's a great question. We do have some information from our election supervisor, Haley, this morning. I wanted to be on the air and promote if you have a building, a place that would be ADA compliant that could host a an election event, they would greatly appreciate that. In COVID, the schools decided that they no longer wanted to open to the public that way churches started closing their doors so it's been a real challenge commissioners by statute are charged with that the elections office has actually taken that uh, charge to find those polling locations because it's in their wheelhouse but that 
is a call that I will put out there today. And Commissioner Brooks is actually looking at that on the state statute. And there is a language, it's a small word, but it's shall. So to go back and look at the schools again and see if they we can get some traction by state statute and having them welcome citizens because we want to encourage that right to vote. It's a right and a privilege that we want to preserve. Shouldn't take that long. There are people uh, in a, you know, age class where they're older that standing in line that long is difficult. Um, we also would need poll workers to accommodate that. So if you have an interest in having a 14 to a 16 hour party with your favorite friends, go <laughs> sign up at the end of that. If you have supervisory skills, you can get earn a stipend of $199. Otherwise, poll workers are paid $149. But it is a great activity to participate in local government. Your commission has a new mission statement. Tell us about that. Yes, this was a, a new branding that we wanted to put out there. We're revamping the website. So trust. So the T is transparency, respect, unify, service, and teamwork. So the U in there is the only one that really uh, falls outside of how the rest of those land. And it's an active process. So we could have put you could unite. Call it, you could call it unity. There we could, and I yeah. asked, why, why, didn't we, why didn't we say unity? Because that's a dynamic process. When you get people being voted in and out of office, you have to make an intentional effort to unify. Only babies get their way, so that element of compromise, <laughs> professional decorum. Which, which could be a problem in politics because people who act like babies oh, you know, we sometimes get their way. That's right. And so, But that really is, it's a dynamic process that commissioners are interested in, so that's why it's branded that way, and we are going to be talking more about that as we go would uh, unity or unify be that big a deal if canyon county and the commissioners and leadership last year hadn't gone through what they had gone through would that be something that you would be concentrating on as much this year um, uh, well i think it's always a good thing to do and and having everyone know their lane unfortunately there's been a lot of authority from the commission level that's been delegated to other offices we want that authority back as the executive branch of government. We also function as a legislative and a judicial branch. So again, the lift is huge, but knowing as the chief executive officer, divine by statute, what it is that we're supposed to do and staying in our lane and having other people stay in their lane, it'll work better because the checks and balances are there. They, uh, I have made a proposal uh, that I think will be carried to the legislature this year to help clearly define that. We'll see where that goes, but we know what our role is, and we are going to fill it. All right. Uh, good luck on uh, playing nicely together for the rest of the year. Look yes. forward to uh, talking to you again throughout the year and uh, also getting a chance to uh, meet the new commissioners, uh, hopefully, as the year goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Castle's in the sand. Look for it. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Leslie Van B, County County Commissioner, in with us this morning. Phone line's open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. We'll get to your phone calls and emails coming up after.